Hey everyone, Chuck Underwood here, and welcome to the brand new Vegan Podcast. Hello everybody, Chuck Underwood here, and welcome to the brand new Vegan Podcast, episode number five. And I thought today, today let's go shopping. You want to? Let's go to Walmart. I know lots of people have jokes about Walmart, but you know, you got to admit there, there's like one everywhere, no matter which town you're in, there's a Walmart. And I got this idea because I thought it would be cool to walk you down the aisles, just like I would if I was in a my grocery store or even a Walmart and kind of show you what I look at, what I don't look at, what I completely avoid. And I got online and I thought, you know, maybe somebody's got this really cool aisle chart so I could just, you know, go online and find a a Walmart diagram and that way I can kind of walk down the aisle virtually, if you know what I mean, and uh, kind of show you where everything's at. And I found this little chart and I'll put a link to it down in the uh, show notes. It actually came from the lake of the Ozarks.net. It's copyrighted. I don't know if they'll mind if I use it or not. But it came from I'm probably gonna mispronounce this Camden, Camden, Missouri, Walmart, Supercenter. Anyway, it's just this neat little chart that shows all the aisles and which foods are on those aisles. And I thought, how cool. We can virtually walk up and down these aisles and I can tell you what I would buy and what I would not buy. So, sounds like fun. And hopefully it'll be helpful, especially if you had your own Walmart or you're new to this and you have no idea what to buy. Then, uh, you know, hopefully this will be helpful for you and, uh, you can at least see how I shop anyway. So here we go. We're going to walk down. Actually, we're going to walk into the store. And no matter which grocery store it is, the first thing you're probably going to see is our main section, the produce section. Now, they have a whole list of items here and their Walmart. And you may have these in yours and you may not. But I actually buy a lot of these. This is your fresh produce. This could be probably 90% of the food that you're going to buy and your grocery store is going to come from this little section. So hopefully the produce is fresh. Hopefully it's uh, it looks good. And by all means, if it does not look good, don't buy it. Go to another store where it does, where they have a decent produce section. And it doesn't have to be a Whole Foods. It can be, you know, a Safeway or um, Trader Joe's or whatever you've got. Whatever you've got nearby that has good, fresh, nice-looking produce. That's where you want to shop. So their list. Apples, oranges, lemons, limes, grapes, peppers. I buy all of those. Eggplant, not so much. I'm not an eggplant guy, but maybe you are. That's fine. Uh, cilantro, love the stuff. Parsley. Bag salad, eh. I usually buy the lettuce myself and make my own salad, but it's up to you. It's convenient, and if it looks fresh, go for it. Bananas, eat a ton of bananas. Potatoes, buy the truckload. Garlic, onions, of course. Peaches and plums, sometimes. Grapefruit, you know, me personally, not so much. Watermelon, the family here loves watermelon. Cantaloupe too. Carrots, celery, always have that. Berries, tomatoes. I'm a tomato guy. I grew up in Indiana. Nothing like a vine-ripened tomato. Tons of tomatoes here. Avocado on occasion. They are pretty high in fat, so I personally kind of watch how many avocados I eat because of that fat content. But that's 
going to be the majority of your produce. And for me, looking at that list, potatoes would be the big one. Sweet potatoes too. That's our starch. That's, according to Dr. John McDougall and his starch solution, those are the starches that you want to make up the majority of your plate. Potatoes. I don't see corn on here, but corn would be in there too. Yeah, the starchy vegetables are what's going to have all that fiber and it's going to keep you full. It's going to fill you up. Moving on down the aisle, the bakery aisle, the deli meats, the cheeses, the donuts. Yeah, I avoid that completely. Fresh bread. On occasion, I'll look for a loaf. A lot of people will buy Ezekiel bread. It's usually in a frozen food section, but that's a good, high-fiber, zero-fat type of bread that people will like. Dave's Killer Bread's another one. If you buy bread, just make sure it's it's whole grain, 100% whole grain or whole wheat. Don't get Wonder Bread. Don't get processed white flour bread that's really doing nothing for you at all. And then the same goes with the hamburger buns and the hot dog buns. Occasionally, you'll see you know some of those items in my recipes, and it's mostly there for the photos. You know, I'll buy a package of hot dog buns just to make a carrot dog look good. I mean, I'm being honest here. Do I eat the entire package? No, I usually throw most of them away. But you can make your own breads too. And I have recipes for like potato rolls and stuff like that. So bread's kind of tricky. You got to be careful with that. Going around the corner of the aisle is the freezer section. Whipped cream. Nope. Puff pastries. Nope. Juice concentrates. That's mostly sugar. Nope. Pancakes, waffles, popsicles, ice cream, garlic bread, rolls, lean cuisine, pizza, none of this stuff. Avoid it. All of it. Chances are you'll see some of the vegan frozen stuff. It says vegan. It says all natural. It says healthy. It says whatever they want it to say because they can put that on a label. Doesn't mean it is healthy. Doesn't mean it's anything other than trying to get you to buy it. Don't need it. The only thing I get from the freezer section, and this is actually here on the chart for aisle two, the frozen vegetables and the frozen fruits. Because frozen vegetables, and again, I said this on the last podcast, if you buy frozen vegetables, make sure they're just vegetables. Sometimes you'll see in sauce means that it's like a asparagus in a cheese sauce or some other kind of medley of vegetables in a garlic sauce or whatever. Look at the sauce ingredients, and it's mostly salt and fat. You don't want that. Just buy plain, everyday vegetables, frozen broccoli, frozen cauliflower. If you can buy the rice cauliflower for like making my tacos, so convenient. This would be a good example of when it's, you know, you want to buy frozen vegetables. French fries, you can make your own. The frozen French fries are going to have oil. They're, they're going to be fattening. You really don't want that. Same with the onion rings and the tater tots and all that other stuff. Looking on down the aisle here frozen pizza. Yeah, there's the frozen bread I mentioned, the Ezekiel. Tortillas, buns, and bagels. No, I do buy tortillas. I buy corn tortillas, but they're not going to be in a frozen section. I buy plain corn, no oil. They just use lime. Tortillas to make my tacos and other things. Um, If you have a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods, you can buy the uh, Engine 2 tortillas. They have a variety of uh, whole wheat tortillas and stuff like that. That'd be fine. Going down the aisle, number four, coffee, tea. Dr. John McDougall is going to say no. I know a lot of people, including myself, coffee is kind of hard to give up. I'll leave it up to you. But this looks like it's the condiment aisle. 
Worcestershire. Yeah, you can find vegan Worcestershire. Regular, everyday Worcestershire sauce has anchovies, so it's not vegan per se. Um, and I don't use it that much anyway. But you can buy Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce, hard to say, that does not have anchovies if you look. You don't have to go to Whole Foods too. My friend Meyer has it. Just look at the ingredients. Ketchup, mustard, definitely. Barbecue sauce, definitely. What else? Peanut butter. Gotta be careful with peanut butter. It, it can be vegan, obviously. It can also have high fructose corn syrup and all kinds of other junk in it. You can also get plain peanuts and grind it yourself. There are so-called healthy, natural peanut butters out there. But one thing to remember about peanut butter is it's going to be very, very high in fat. So here, here's an example. Yesterday, this is me. I've been starting to use a app on my phone it's called MyFitnessPal. I'll put a link in the show notes for you so you can download it if you'd like. It helps you track the food you eat so you can see how many calories you're getting, how much fat, how much carbs, how much fiber. It's a really neat app. It's kind of takes a little bit of work. You actually have to be diligent about putting in the food that you're eating. But if you do that, it's wonderful for giving you a really in-your-face look at what you're eating. And so yesterday... I put in my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which was really healthy, except for breakfast. I had a couple pieces of whole wheat toast and one serving, two tablespoons of peanut butter. Peanut butter toast, it's a quick, easy breakfast. I, I love it, but, and there's the but, when you punch that into my fitness pal and look at the fat content, yeah, that was my entire day's allotment of fat in one serving, two tablespoons. Now, I could have easily cut that down to one tablespoon, but still, if you're, if you're doing 80% carbs, 10% fat, 10% protein, like a lot of the uh, plant-based doctors recommend for weight loss, the 80-10-10, you're going to go over that just with two tablespoons of peanut butter. So be careful. Peanut butter is a, it's, it's a slippery slope. You can, you can think it's healthy and just eat the whole jar and wonder why you're not losing weight. That's why. Jam, jelly, most of it's full of sugar. High fructose corn syrup, worse. Make your own. It's not that hard. What else? Salad dressings. They're going to be full of oil. They're going to be full of dairy. They're going to be full of oil. There's a few salad dressings you can find in a store that are oil-free. If you like them, fine. There's tons of recipes online to make your own salad dressings. I have a few on my website. They're really simple, and you don't have to use any oil at all, and they still taste great on a salad. Aisle 5. Canned fruit. I usually don't buy it. Same with applesauce, but I do buy the canned beans, kidney beans, pinto beans, northern beans, black beans, green beans. I love beans. I buy the dried too. And if you look close enough, you you can actually find beans with less salt. They'll say no salt added or low salt. And, and I usually buy those. It doesn't really matter. As long as you drain them and rinse them really well first, whatever salt is in there, you're going to wash it out. So, like I said, canned beans are very convenient. An easy way to get your protein, easy way to just open a can, drain them, rinse them, throw them into a, a, a Mexican dish or, or, or something, compared to the dried beans, which are awesome, but they do take a lot of work. As you well know, you have to soak them or at least cook them for an hour or so with the quick soak method, get them kind of softened up. And then they're going to be on a stove all day long, pinto beans, for an example. 
unless you have an Instant Pot, which not everybody does. So for that reason, canned beans are just, they're quick and easy. So I always have some on hand. What is next? Pasta, pasta sauce. So the pasta, I look for the, the whole wheat pasta, or you can find like the, uh, the brown rice pasta. Just remember the processed white flour pasta. It, it's mostly empty calories. There's not going to be any fiber. There's not going to be very many vitamins, minerals, nutrients. It's just something to pour sauce on, really. And, you know, we loved spaghetti. We grew up with spaghetti and lasagna and all that kind of stuff. But, again, it's just empty calories. So get the whole wheat. At least you're getting some fiber. Get the brown rice. At least you're getting some fiber. You're getting some some nutrients. Um, the sauce, don't buy the sauce. Make your own. I have a marinara sauce. It doesn't take any time at all to make, and there's going to be absolutely no oil, no preservatives, no of that other junk that you're going to typically see in a jarred pasta sauce. Yes, there are some healthy pasta sauces out there. If you're really looking for convenience where you can just open a jar and dump it into a pan and heat it up, I personally don't buy them, but I've heard that there are some out there. You just might have to look around for them. Canned tomatoes. I buy a ton of tomato products. Again, I love tomatoes. I buy tomato sauce, tomato paste, canned tomatoes. I buy the uh, giant cans of San Marzano's. They're usually on the bottom shelf. And those are great for making anything Italian, some kind of an Italian sauce. And let me just say, you know, if you don't like tomatoes or you don't like beans or you don't like any of the stuff that I happen to like or stuff that I buy, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Everybody's got different tastes. You might be allergic to certain things that I'm not. Just find stuff in this list that you can eat that, that's healthy for you, the whole food, not the processed stuff. So don't worry if you can't tolerate tomatoes or whatever. Just because I'm saying it here in a podcast doesn't mean you have to eat it. Obviously, that's my point. Find the stuff that you do like that you can eat. So going on down the list, Rotel tomatoes. Again, it's a tomato product. I happen to love them. They have the little green chilies mixed in there with them, kind of spicy. Good stuff for uh, Mexican food. Grated Parmesan cheese. No, thank you. I, I just watched an episode of an interview with Dr. Neil Barnard, and he was explaining what kind of bacteria they use to make Parmesan for the smell, or maybe it's the flavor. I couldn't quite, it, it was gross. Let me just say it was very gross. Grated Parmesan cheese? No, thanks. High in fat, anyway. I have a recipe on my website for uh, Parmesan cheese, a fake Parmesan cheese that you can make in your blender. And it's simple, and it tastes great. Au jus mix? No. Taco seasoning? No. Chili seasoning? No. Vinegars? I have a a couple of vinegars. I always buy the uh, Bragg's apple cider vinegar and the um, red wine vinegar rice vinegar for the Asian dishes. I always have some vinegars. It's a, it's a cheap flavoring and it really helps make, you know, what some people might say bland food tastes better. So it's always good to have a vinegar on hand. Aisle six soup. No, thank you. It's you ever pick up a can of soup and just look at the salt content. I mean, it might shock you. It's really, really high. Like hundreds, uh, eight, nine hundred thousands of milligrams of sodium per serving, just in a can of soup. Don't need that. Make your own soup. Chicken broth, beef broth, don't use those. 
Veggie broth I do buy because I use a ton of veggie broth. Now, some people will make their own. They'll save their veggie scraps and put them in a bag in the freezer and they'll make their own veggie broth. I've never done that. I think it's a great idea. I don't have the patience, I think, to do that myself. So I buy the veggie broth, but I buy the low-sodium veggie broth whenever I can because, uh, again, we're watching the sodium here as well as the fat and everything else. Dried onion soup mix. No thanks. Mac and cheese. No thanks. Salsa. I do buy salsa. I buy a ton of salsas. I like red and greens. Again, what some people might say is a bland lunch of a couple of potatoes. Throw some salsa on top and all of a sudden it's amazing. Taco shells. Nope. Because they're going to be usually deep fried in oil. Refried beans. Yes. I buy the no fat vegetarian refried beans. And I have recipes to make your own too. Green chilies, if you know me at all, you know I love green chilies. I lived in Albuquerque for 10 years, and the red and the green chilies was like a staple. You had to have it every day. So I always have green chilies, both the canned and the fresh, the fresh hatch from New Mexico. Now, there's night and day difference between canned green chilies and fresh hatch green chili, specifically with the heat. So let me warn you, if you've never tried fresh hatch and you're making one of my recipes and you find some and think... It's going to taste like the green chilies that come in a can. It's not. It's going to be a lot hotter. So just be careful. But I love this stuff. Rice. Always have rice, brown and white. Now, a lot of people have asked, you know, white rice is processed. Is there really any benefit to eating white rice? Why are we not eating brown rice? Because it has the fiber. And all I can say is I used to work with a lot of Asians, great friends of mine, and they ate a ton of white rice. They ate a ton of food, period. I used to sit and have lunch with them, and they could out-eat me hands down. And they were skinny, super, super skinny. So I don't worry about white rice. Like I said, the Asians have been eating it for thousands of years. I don't think it's a bad food. It, it's, a, it's a starch. It's a carb. It's going to fill you up. It's going to have some fiber, some vitamins, minerals. Don't worry about it. And if you do, get the brown rice instead or the wild rice. Where was I? Soy sauce. I always buy the low-sodium soy sauce. Um, you can buy coconut aminos, and it's supposed to taste just like soy sauce without a lot of the sodium. I, I have a jar of it. I've tasted it. It's close. I haven't really played with it a lot and used it. But with coconut aminos, you're going to have to go to a specialty store like maybe Trader Joe's or definitely Whole Foods to find it. If you can't find it, just use low-sodium soy sauce teriyaki sauce. I don't really use it that much. Aisle 7. Yeah, the lemonade mix, Kool-Aid, Gatorade, V8 juice, juice, Oreos, cookies, crackers. No. Skip this aisle completely. Aisle 8. Looks like it's the spice and baking aisle. So salt and pepper, sure. Sugar. I have some brown sugar. Powdered sugar I don't use anymore. Flour. I do have some bread flour that I use on occasion. Baking soda, baking powder, cornstarch, yes. Chocolate chips, cake mix, icing, cocoa, marshmallows, no. Cornmeal, of course, for cornbread. Shortening, definitely not. Yeast, yes, I have some yeast when I make pizza. Nuts, I do buy nuts, but I'm not going to buy them in this aisle because I'm, I'm guessing that this is going to be your prepackaged salted roasted nuts, and that's not what I buy. My local store has a bulk section. 
And in that bulk section, they have raw, unroasted, unsalted nuts, cashews, pistachios, whatever. And that's what I buy. Muffin liners, nah, I don't really buy them. Pudding, pie crust, brownie mix, no. Cornbread mix, no. Make my own. Cooking spray, definitely not. And, and people have asked me, Chuck, what's wrong with cooking spray? It's not, you're not using that much. I understand it's fat and it's oil, but you're only spraying it for a couple seconds. Look at the back of that can of cooking spray and look at what a serving size is. I know it says, you know, no fat or low fat or zero grams of fat. That's per serving. And that serving on the back of that can is going to say something crazy like one sixteenth of a second or something like that. I don't even know how they time that. And you know darn well whether it's you or me or anybody else, when they get that can, you're not just spraying that can for a sixteenth of a second. You hold that button down for a good 10, 15 seconds until it's literally dripping. I can guarantee it's no longer zero milligrams of oil then. It's going to be pretty high fat, calorie dense, whatever it is you're making. So no, don't buy it at all. You really don't need to spray your pans, I have found, with anything. I don't use oil for cooking, which is the next item here on the list, is the oils. You don't need any oil, olive, coconut, canola, peanut, none of it. I cook everything. I saute. I stir fry. I just use water or veggie broth, sometimes a little wine. Uh, whatever liquid you have handy, it doesn't have to be oil. I know a lot of us were brought up with, you know, mom spraying everything with oil or smearing everything with oil or... Crisco or shortening or lard or that little tin can of bacon grease that she always kept by the stove. Yeah, you don't want any of that stuff. No oil at all. Moving on down the list, breadcrumbs. Eh, occasionally I'll get some panko breadcrumbs for a recipe like my onion rings. And you can find no oil panko if you look around. My Fred Meyer slash Kroger has them. Aisle nine, cereal, granola bars, pancake mix. No, I don't buy any of that stuff myself. I do buy oatmeal and I buy maple syrup. That's my sweetener of choice. Real maple syrup. It's spendy, but it's not going to have high fructose corn syrup or any of that other garbage in it. Aisle 10, popcorn, pretzels, chips, dips, candy. No. Aisle 11, toilet paper, Kleenex. We're getting out of the food. That's a necessity though. Toilet paper, got to have that. I'm going to move on down to the next food aisle, which is the outer section, it looks like, on this chart, which is the meat section. Fish, ground beef, steaks, roast, pork chops, chicken, bacon, sausage, packaged sandwich meats. Nope. We don't eat any of that. Completely avoid it. Refrigerated case. That's where the shredded cheese, the cheese slices, the string cheese, the cream cheese, the sour cream, the cottage cheese, ricotta, the yogurt, the milk, half and half. Heavy cream, buttermilk, butter spread, butter sticks, eggs, crescent rolls, biscuits, cinnamon rolls, orange juice, sunny D, fruit punch. None of it. I don't buy any of that stuff. We do buy almond milk. My wife likes it. We buy the unsweetened kind. That's it. I mean, there's another whole entire aisle that you can avoid. And it looks like the last section here is the beverage aisle with the water, beer, wine, and soda. Um, I don't buy soda anymore at all. And I was a huge Mountain Dew guy. So there you go. No soda. Occasional beer and wine for me. 
Some people don't like it. I cook with it too. And, you know, if you ever see a recipe of mine that says a little bit of wine or even a little bit of beer, if you want to sub it with more veggie broth or water, feel free. And water. I do buy cases of water because that's what we use here at my house. We'll go through a couple of cases of water a week compared to our tap water. It's just not that great. And then the rest of this is all toiletries and baby care stuff. So there you go. There's my shopping list. There's my trip down a typical average Walmart, what I would buy, what I would not buy. I hope it helps. And uh, if it does, please be sure and leave a comment and let me know if, uh, if your Walmart's a little bit different or if you have a question on where to find a specific thing, pop me a line. I'll, I'll answer it as best I can. For now, I think it's going to wrap up episode five. Hope you enjoyed it. Love those comments. Keep them coming. And uh, until next week, take care. This is Chuck Underwood, and you've been listening to the brand new Vegan Podcast.